Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 126 of the WW Bro Podcast with me, your host, comedian Anthony DiDomenico, coming to you live every Monday night on Facebook Live. But don't worry, the podcast is always available at www.podcast.podbean.com as well as on iTunes. And guys, please don't forget to five-star rate and review. I love reading and sharing those reviews. It really just makes my day. So please go ahead, five-star rate and review. And uh, don't forget to become a Patreon member, patreon.com slash Podcast. We're putting out bonus episodes. There will be a bonus episode this Wednesday that will really get into my weigh-in and my week um, more than I, I'm, I'm going to do tonight. So if you want to become a member, again, it's www.bropodcast.com. I'm, no, I'm giving you the wrong address. It's pod. It's patreon.com slash www.bropodcast. That's the one to go to. That's the one to subscribe. And you'll be have you'll have access to the bonus episode. So I'll give you my, my weigh-in this week. I'm down 3.5 uh, after I switched it up this week. Went from green, I'm just went purple to green. And I started calorie counting, but I really don't want to get too much into that right now. We'll talk about it more next week because I, I have a very special guest that I, I want to bring on on the podcast tonight. You guys might know him from Instagram as See Yourself Fit, my buddy John. John, how you doing tonight? Good, Anthony. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. No, thanks for thanks for being on. This is awesome. Uh, a fellow member of the two hundred pound club. Absolutely. 201.3 as of today. Oh, that's Today's awesome, man. And you actually lost a little more. That's great. I I gained like five pounds after I lost, after I first hit 200. It was Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, I I enjoyed Thanksgiving. And then also what I, I was having knee problems at the time. I, I started going through uh, gel shock, not gel shock, but gel treatment. And they put me on like medications and stuff like that. And it just made me retain a lot of water. But that's awesome. Gotcha. 201.3, you said? 201.3, yep. 201.3, that's amazing. It's, uh, it's quite the milestone for me. It's, uh, last week I crossed the point where I lost more than I actually weigh now. And it's, uh, I'm in Wonderland for the first time pretty much since middle school. That, I mean, uh, that's amazing. That's like my goal. Like People <laughs> always say, like, what's your goal? And I say it's 199.9. Like, that was... <laughs> Yeah, mine for years for sure. It's amazing to see it on yeah, the scale. Yeah, because I was the first time I I was two hundred pounds that I knew about. I was in seventh grade. I I, w- I was out. I went for I tried out for the wrestling team, and they weigh you to see what class you're in. And I was in the unlimited because it was like you had to be a certain amount. And I wrestled like one other fat kid like me, and the rest were like these mutant teenage men with beards already that yep. were jacked and would just. Kick my ass and throw me all over the all over the mat. That's that's who I had to wrestle at that point. I absolutely remember that in in <laughs> high school. I was a freshman and I was wrestling like seniors. You know, like they were six feet tall just because I was heavy. So yeah. you know they had to match you up, and you know obviously they're going to wipe the mat with you, uh, especially in gym class because most of them were athletes, and I certainly was not. Um, I graduated high school at two hundred and seventy five pounds. Um, I found my confirmation suit actually not too long ago and it was too big oh uh, wow uh <laughs> it's just crazy that's but, some that's something else so you you've been overweight most of your life that's really what uh, how you've grew up and everything absolutely my entire life uh always obese i just just recently broke into the overweight category on the bmi scale 
Oh, because not yeah, because obese is, yeah. is you know uh, Victoria says hi, John. So proud of you. Oh, hi, Victoria. Um, that, yeah, so that's that's crazy that you know you've lost two hundred pounds. And they're still telling you you're overweight. And I've seen pictures. You you don't seem overweight. I'm I'm five ten. Yeah. So their ideal weight would have me at about one hundred and seventy eight pounds, I think, to get to a normal BMI. So yeah. I, mean, I don't I, think I'd ever make that. I you know not to be disgusting. I have hanging skin and stuff. So. Without surgery, I don't think that would ever really happen. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I we anybody who's lost a significant amount of weight knows about the skin issue. I mean, I'm starting to get mine itself. I mean, I have a long ways to go still, but I mean, I, I know that's going to be a, a decision I'm going to have to make at that point. And it is a considerable amount of weight when you think about it. It's you know, it's just hanging skin that they're going to get rid of. So it it, it is actual weight. Uh, so. You, your whole life you grew up overweight. I, I know that feeling. I, I've been there. Um, is this your first time really trying a weight loss, or you have actually been doing this like for a while? Um, even as a kid, um, my both of my parents, uh, my mother's since passed, but uh, she was overweight as well, and she we would always try to do like different diets together. You know, the doctor, the pediatrician would all mm-hmm. obviously always try to get me to go on a diet and, you know, 2000 calorie or 2,500 calorie diet, but it, it would never really stick. And, um, you know, things in my house, I, I'm the first generation born here in the United States. Um, okay. so, you know, both of my parents really know college education, um, not even high school equivalent, uh, in my father's, uh, case. Um, you know, he pretty much just went through eighth grade, um, and thankfully he came here to the States and learned to trade. Um, so money was tight, you know, yeah. healthy food is expensive and that's a really bad thing, unfortunately. But, um, you know, we didn't have the money for the leanest cuts of meat and snacks are cheap and, you know, you got what you got and that was it. Um, but yeah, portions were always a big problem for me. Uh, I see food and I want to eat it and, uh, I still do, yeah. uh, but I try to try to control myself a little bit, uh, now with, tracking it at least so yeah, that I know when I'm going crazy. We got that in common, John. I mean, I, I portions, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing I struggle with the most. And especially as I, I lose weight and you know, my body's changing, my head hasn't like, I, I still like mentally, like you, I, I think I need a full plate of food. I need a lot of food to, to be satisfied. And a lot of times, you know, I, I don't, I mean, if now, you know, especially this week I cut back a lot and I found like I was okay with, a regular portion. Imagine that. But I was actually just having that conversation with a coworker today about the difference between healthy food and fast food. Let's just say that. Like, you can go to like Wendy's or Taco Bell and get a meal for five dollars, and it's everything. It's 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 a drink. It's fries. It's a sandwich. It's a dessert, yeah. and it's it's five bucks. Now, if now you go get a salad. As, <laughs> Like you would get like a chicken salad at a deli. It's like fifteen, almost fifteen dollars. Yeah, absolutely. As, yeah, exactly. If you especially if you have grilled chicken on it because it's heavy. If they're yeah. just weighing it, absolutely, easily fifteen bucks. This is how much I, I didn't know how much grilled chicken was. I, I did a, I did a road gig once and I was at and I so they gave us a comics menu and I wanted to get a, a grilled chicken Caesar salad and they're like, well, chicken's only for the headliner. I go. Well, can I pay for it? Can I have chicken? Like, they was going to give me a regular Caesar salad. But, like, only the headliner can have chicken. I'm like, how expensive wow. is this chicken? Like, I'll pay for it. Just... They're, they're going to take it out of your check. Yeah. yeah, it just shows you that, like, you know, <laughs> but I could have gotten, like, a cheeseburger, a bacon cheeseburger. 
Like that was actually on the comics menu, like cheeseburgers or a quesadilla or nachos. But the salad wouldn't come with the chicken was for the headliner. I couldn't have chicken, which is insane to me. Sounds sounds about right. Um, and, you know, it's even to the point uh, we have an older dog. He's 14 and, um, you know, we're buying grilled chicken for him. I feel like we should start raising chickens, to be honest <laughs> with you, between bananas, eggs and chicken. Um, we should really have a farm or something. I, I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm actually one of these weekends. I live on Long Island here and we have like the, the farms out east and stuff. And one of these weekends, I just want to go out there because it's too much cheaper there. I just want to load up on like fruits and vegetables because I mean, even like I go to Trader Joe's a little cheaper, the supermarket is really expensive, but it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, what I spend on, on, on healthy food, like a package of turkey cutlets, it's like four in a package and it's almost $9 for turkey. Yeah. It's absolutely Absolutely. ridiculous. So, I mean, I fell that into that, especially in high school. I mean, I was always, I was always, you know, like, a heavy kid. But like, I really started to pack the pounds on when I was in, in high school, when I, I don't know if it's the same for you, when I was able to go out for lunch, like when we were, you know, get our car, we go to Burger King and McDonald's and all that. That's when I started packing on the pounds and even going out after like hanging out with my friends after dinner and eating. Is is that something that you fell into as well? Absolutely. Whenever you're hanging out, like, what would you do? You're not going to go, you know, oh, we're going to go to the, you know, salad place. No, it was always something fast food or the diner. Like, you don't get any greasier food than, like, uh, I mean, at least our local diner. Like, yeah. Here, for sure, like, 100%. You know, the eggs, everything is just sopping in grease. And, um, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, like, you'd wind up having, like, five meals, six meals a day. Like, full meals. Full meals, yeah. You're up so much, and you could just eat it, like... To go into a buffet, it's like, you know, don't show me it. Don't, I can't even look directly at it because I'll just start taking stuff like the Chinese buffet, you know, where well, it's like dangerous. all you can eat for ten ninety nine. Like, <laughs> you know, we would always go in there because it was cheap and, you know, you stuff yourself silly. But, you know, I can't I can't even imagine how many points I would calculate how to today. Yeah, we, we did some damage. Like yesterday uh, was Father's Day and we were at my brother's house and he was saying he had to get up early to go, uh, he owns a deli, um, Finn's Deli, by the way, it's up, up yeah. right up there, you guys can see the link, um, <laughs> he, he gotta make pancakes for the next day's breakfast, he had to get an early start on it, and he was saying the pancakes he made, he's like, he said he makes chocolate chip pancakes, and I remember the story, like, so after shows a lot of times, comics will go to diners, because it's open 24 hours a day, one night I got a huge stack of chocolate chip pancakes with like butter and syrup and there was bacon and sauce. It was like a deluxe. And I ate this whole thing and my buddy John Ziegler was talking to me and I was literally like, I was like falling asleep at the table. I was like, he's like, what are you like a diabetic coma? I go, I probably, I said, I can't really focus right now. I, I just, I'm, and I remember just, and that was a normal thing. That was a Absolutely. normal thing to do after a show. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the normal breakfast would totally be pancakes, eggs, sausage, bacon, toast, you know, home fries. You got to go the full, the full gamut. Now, even if I tried to eat that much, I'd probably, I, I'd feel sick for hours afterwards if I did manage to get it all down. Yeah. So, um, when, when did you actually, uh, when did you start this journey? How, how long have you, how long did it take you to drop the, the 201.3? I started officially January of 2017. Okay, um, it's not that far from. Um, I started May of seventeen. 
Yep. I, I remember when you, when okay. you joined and I was following. And, <laughs> and when you hit the 200, I was inspired and a little bit like, ah, oh, why didn't I hit it yet? You want to um, hit it first? I get it. Yeah. And then I saw <laughs> you, you went up. And so I, I'm really trying like, to yes! learn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to be mean, but I was like, all right, all right. But um, I, I absolutely learned that I can't give up. And my wife actually had lifetime in February. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she had lost uh, about 35, 30, 35 oh, nice. pounds or something in the same amount of time um, that I was working. So she hit lifetime. So that's, that's my, next, my next piece. But um, for me, it was about life. In the fall of 2016, I had a health scare, okay. not related to weight. Um, and I had to have some emergency surgery. And in order to have another surgery to kind of undo some of the stuff that they did, I had, um, I don't want to be too disgusting, but a, a diverticulitis it's you have like these sacs on your colon and one of them exploded essentially in my okay. abdomen and um i had to have a second surgery in 20 during 2017 and the recovery and the surgery itself would be so difficult they had such a hard time in the emergency surgery because i was so heavy um it's hard for them to work in the abdomen of someone that's big like that it's a yeah. lot of weight pressing down on your stomach um so the impetus that kind of really pushed me there was they wanted me to go for a sleeve surgery before I had this other corrective surgery. Yeah. And I was like, you're telling me that the best option is to have a surgery in order to have another surgery. Um, I wasn't about that. So I said, I'll do it myself. And I got the whole, sure. Okay. You know, the eye roll and everything from the doctor. Um, but I showed up in his office about six and a half months later down a hundred pounds um, or 989.8, something like that. And um, he was in shock, and he was very hesitant to do the surgery until he saw that I actually did manage to lose the weight because they didn't want to go back in until that weight was off so that it would be easier to work. So that's really what got me started. I I understand that because I myself, like I've had that also. Not I've had had those kind of issues, but doctors pushing me with the surgery. Even after I was down a a buck and a quarter, I I had um, a little, not really a health scare, I had a bad anxiety attack that I thought was a heart attack. And they, they sent me for some follow-ups just for precautionary reasons. And the first thing the cardiologist said was, why don't you go down and talk to, to the guy for about weight loss surgery? I'm like, well, I don't, I'm, I, and I told her, I said, I'm doing Weight Watchers. I've, I've lost 125 pounds. And she's like, well, that's not going to work. It's not going to last. And I was like, eh, well, let's, let's, I'll, I'll, I'll take my chances. And you know what? Um, it slowed down a little bit, but it's, it's, it's worked. It's working. And to me, you know what, I, I know two people that had surgery and after a year they put the weight back on and it's, they have to be very careful now because there's chances of that bursting and, and they're going for checkups and now they're trying to lose the weight again. Yeah. But it's, it's scary. And you know what, for me, because I had to go through this emergency surgery and, you know, I scared the crap out of my wife and, you know, my family, obviously. Um, and myself, uh, you know, I, I don't get scared of much, but I, I was scared because they essentially said, you know, you could die and it's more difficult because you're heavy and the risk with anesthesia, all that stuff is bad. You know, I was on the table for six hours while oh, they were wow. trying to, to correct, you know, this, and that, that's a lot for, for anyone, first of all, to yeah. be under anesthesia, it, but especially when you're heavy and you're breathing problems, um, it was it was a scary time for so you, sure. You never had any health issues before, or anything. I like, never even had diverticulitis. This was my okay. first bout, and it actually burst. Like it just it just went. They said I must have an incredible pain tolerance because yeah. it, I 
even usually when you push on someone that has that, they rebound like in pain. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't doing that for them even after they saw on the CAT scan that it was burst. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you if I'm, you know, a rebounding is like a natural reaction to something. And, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm numb. My wife just says I'm stubborn. But, um, <laughs> and that that's really probably what helped me the most is, that, you know, they said, go get the surgery. And I was like, hell no, I'll do it yeah. by myself. And, um, you know, sure enough, stubbornness won and well, I managed to get it off. <laughs> made the right move, man. And you know what? You know, the thing with me, too, is I never had like a big health scale. Like I never had high blood pressure and diabetes and and all these things that come with being overweight. I mean, I have. You know, so things affected me, but it wasn't like I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna die if I don't. I mean, I, I probably would have, but like I I don't I didn't have that at that moment where like I was facing a thing where okay, you have to do this or you're in trouble. I just right. you know I got I got to a point where life just wasn't livable anymore. You know, I mean, I, I it was I couldn't really breathe, couldn't really walk, couldn't stand on stage, couldn't you know all everything I wanted to do it was almost impossible to do. Um. How was your movement as far as getting around at that point? Were you, were you pretty mobile or was it starting to slow down? I was absolutely slowing down. Like if we would go to, at that point, my son, you know, he was in his teens. If we would go to Six Flags for the day, like I'd be able to walk around like dripping sweat, dying, yeah. but I would need then three or four days to recover <laughs> afterwards. You know, the the knees hurt, the feet hurt, you know, plantar fasciitis was terrible at the time. Um, yeah. I'm, no joke, three days recovery after, you know, just walking around. We're not talking about exercise, really, just, you know, walking just from walking. ride to ride, <laughs> waiting for them, you know, the kids to come back off. Um, uh, rough life. And it's funny you mentioned the diner. I would hate going into restaurants, especially diners, because I, I, there's no way my big behind was fitting into those booths. No, I... And, um, yeah, it's. I would be, I don't know about you, but I'd be on the internet looking at pictures of the restaurants first to oh. make sure that they had tables and calling ahead and making sure we could get one, not a booth. And uh. I Googled everything. Like, and especially as a comic, I would Google the comedy club just to see how the setup was, how are we going to get to the stage, how is getting on the stage, how high is the stage, if it's higher, do they have steps is there a railing how am i gonna am i got the balance like what am i gonna so yeah i understand that and like one of my biggest non-scale victories was getting into a booth for the first time and the first time i tried it was september of, of last year i just was like let me just try it because I, I had so many bad memories of like going to the diner with my friends and when i we were teenagers and people were still smoking allowed in diners and there was a smoking section mm -hmm. and there was no tables in the smoking section all booths so we would go in, and all my friends smoked. I didn't smoke, and they wanted to sit in the smoking section. And the guy was always like, oh, got to, got to put them in. Look at this. The Greek guy, no couth whatsoever. He, was like, he can't, he can't. He was yelling, he can't fit, he can't fit. And then I mean, he was like, I was like, can you just get a chair? Can you put a chair at the end of the table? There's five of us. I'll just sit at the end of the table. And right. even if there's like three of us or two of us, I would have to sit at the end of, you know, and it was. I felt like I stuck out like a soft thumb, and people were looking and watching. But absolutely, I Googled every every place I ever went. I Googled to see what it was like before I went just to see if I could manage around it. Uh, absolutely. And I, I always felt bad, you know, not just for my wife, but especially my son. You know, if we'd be out with other people, you know, it, it, it's bad enough that I, you know, I was picked on as a kid. You know, I didn't want him to get flack for me because, like you said, they stuck out like a sore thumb. There's no way to hide it. Um, you know, I wish I could 
jump back in time and, and do it again this way, uh, you know, there would be some uncomfortable moments that wouldn't be as much yeah. now, you know, graduation, you know, me trying to climb up there, you know, blocking four people trying to get a picture just cause you know, I was a big guy. That's, that's the way it was. But, um, now I get to laugh because people don't even recognize me. So that's good. I walk past them and I can ignore them. Yeah. I, I see a pictures on Instagram before and after it's, it's like a two different people. Like I, I People that haven't seen you in, in years must not, you know, like I said, might not even recognize you anymore. It's like, it's really, it's crazy. They, they absolutely don't. And, um, I've lived in this town since I was a kid. I graduated from the local high school. So, um, you know, I stuck around after that, but absolutely people that haven't seen me in two or three years, they walk right past me until I start talking to them and they still don't realize, especially now with the mask, cause you have yeah. to wear the mask in the store. It's only occasionally, you know, I'll say something, yo, Joe, what are you doing? And then finally the, the voice clicks and they're like, John, like, yeah, it's me because, you know, like I said, 275 as a senior, you know, and that's significant. I, I feel like I lost 30 pounds just around my neck. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've noticed that my head has gotten tremendously smaller. It's, it's like I've lost, I think I've only lost like 200 pounds just in my head uh, and my, my shoulder have- area. You have fitted like all my fitted caps and stuff. Nothing fits anymore. Nothing fits anymore. And I, I have, and I've talked about it before on here, and because it makes me mad, I have this Islanders fitted hat. It says Long Island Made on it. And it, they came out uh, the last year. They were at uh, the Coliseum officially, and it was a Long Island Made hat. And I just love the way it looks. Love the way it fit. And it was like I don't know, probably like a year in. I just hadn't worn it, and I went to go put it on, and like it just my ears and my whole head went inside. And I was like, "No!" And then every fitted hat I've had since then, I, I don't buy fitted hats anymore because they, they don't, it's, they're not going to fit. So I, I, I love fitted hats; they're my favorite kind of hats to wear. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I, then, although I, yeah, the flex fits now, I seem to even those my, my old flex fits don't they don't fit. Yeah. I have to buy the smaller ones, and then it's just my head now is in a weird space where it's like. Too small for the, I mean, too small for the, um, like the extra, the the large, and it's too big for the medium. So I'm, I'm in a kind of weird spot for it right now. So I just buy the adjustable ones. Yeah, I, I know that that feeling well, just because I've been losing like just a little bit here and there. So I've been in between sizes for so long, and finally, just uh, over last week, and I had to go buy a bathing suit because I was gonna lose. Trow in the middle of the of the pool we were going to, and my wife was like, "You look like an idiot. Please go buy a bathing suit." Um, it's a good thing. I, it's a good thing I'm married. Actually, otherwise I'd probably be dead <laughs> or you know arrested for indecent exposure by now. But um, the yeah, I bought a large actually uh, from Macy's, which is uh, yeah, it's a great feeling. Do you shopping at a big and tall shop like yeah. such limited options like? Hated it, absolutely hated, it. and having to go with my mother when I was a teenager, and yeah. having to shop in those, and not being able to get, you know, remember Cabaricis, like all those, like those types of things. Cabaricis, my, my jam. I, in uh, sixth grade, they were my jam. Yeah, I, luckily I, I could fit into them then. But like, I was wearing like adult sizes then. Like my mother was yeah. saying to me, like, you know, I got to buy like adult sizes for you. Like, the, the regular the kid sizes don't fit. And I, yeah. I remember the, you know, I shopped at the big and I still, you know, I still have to shop at, at the big and tall store. Um, but 
you know, one thing I noticed, like, you know, it's funny, like you said, like all the shirts were the same. Like I returned the shirt there recently and like, how do I know you got it here? And I just pointed it up. I'm like, well, you have 17 <laughs> colors of the same one up there. I said, where else do I, where else did I get it from? Like I was like, I'm like getting angry. I like, give 17 shirts right there, the different colors. Absolutely. At least it's yeah. better now though, than it was when I first started, like in high school started going, like there was no team sports shirts. There was no... Nope. You know, anything. It was just like the regular thing. Like, I wanted like a Yankee shirt so bad. Like, my dad and my brother wore Yankee shirts. And my mother found, if they finally came out with one, it was like a powdered blue, like with like almost like weird tie dye in it. And it said Yankees across it. And I wore it like every day because I was like, finally, I had a Yankee shirt. But now they have everything now because everybody's, everybody's getting big. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The only downside is the cost sometimes. Uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, it's crazy, you know. Like, if I want to spend seventy dollars on a pair of jeans, at least I would get a brand name, not you know, whatever it is that they were selling. Harbor now Bay. Yeah, Harbor <laughs> Bay. Good old Harbor <laughs> Bay. Yeah. We actually just donated a bunch of that stuff, and I really hope it's out a good home because I know those types of clothes are so expensive. I had like, yeah. I mean, I, at one point I, I had to go into an office like six essentially custom made suits. You know, cost me a fortune. Um, it hurt to give them away, but there's, you know, they were like oh, yeah, you can't wear them 58 now. inch, 62 inch chest, you know, like that kind of, kind of stuff. I hope, I hope they found a good home with someone that really needed them. Yeah. There's going to be a, a very uh, big homeless man who's dressed very nicely out there. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, my mother used to say that all the time when I, cause I lost weight years ago and I donated all my clothes and she said that she was going to be a really big homeless man who's very well dressed out there. Um, but it's true though, cause the, the clothes are very expensive and that's one of the reasons why I haven't really bought a lot of new clothes and I'm still wearing clothes from when I, I was 200 pounds heavier because I, I still have more to go. I'm not buying a whole new wardrobe. I'm not spending all this money on, on clothes. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. I've been hit Marshall's, Marshall's, TJ Maxx, like those types of places, yeah. you know, always hit them heavy cause you know, you're in a size for. You know, a little while, and then you want to switch. So, but it's always, so, always a transition. So, what's your uh, what's your favorite place now to shop that you can actually buy clothes in like regular stores? Huh. To be honest with you, yeah. when I, when I can afford it, I can't wait to go get a a new suit. Okay. Brooks Brothers, to be honest with you, um, I, I've been buying sport coats just because I was changing sizes. Um, but I'd love to have an actually nice tailored for me suit from from Brooks Brothers, which is not something I could ever. You know, actually fit. So, nice. if you're listening, Brooks Brothers, feel free to send me some. Yeah, come on, bro. You guys lost over 200 pounds. He loves your product. Let's get a, let's do a makeover. WW Podcast makeover. I mean, I wish if, if I had the means, John, I would definitely do it. I took you up with a, with a nice suit. <laughs> but it's true. I haven't had a suit. I think the last time I wore a suit was my, and I had buy one. It was a it was a really big suit. I bought it for my um, it was my nephew. My no. Was it my niece? No, it was my nephew's conf- uh, baptism. My first nephew, Lucas. So 2013 was the last time I, I bought a suit or I had a suit. And I said, uh, you know, for, for weddings and stuff, I'll wear like like suit pants, shirt and tie, and a sweater vest or a sweater right. over it just because it's like, to me, it's like the big man's uh, sports jacket. Um, because I, I don't want to spend the money on a suit. And then if I bought one last year, it'd be now it'd be useless. Right, but I said to myself, "Well, my nephew makes his communion next year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear a suit." That sounds like a good goal. Yeah, a good goal. To I'm me. gonna, I'm gonna get into, I'm gonna get into a suit, and because um, I, again, I haven't worn one 
And I get when I didn't when I was heavier, I had one. Like when I was younger, I looked like Clemenza when I wore it. So my, <laughs> my pants rubbed my neck. Like it just. I hear, oh, my mother was constantly, pull your pants up, pull your pants yeah. up. Because no matter, when you're big, like, it, you always have droopy behind. Like, yeah. no matter what. Like, it just seems like it always, always looked like you had a load of your pants. My mother was always pulling my pants up. And that's why I think why when I got older, I was always a below-the-belly guy. I, my, my, yeah. I still am. I wear my pants below the belly because yeah. I, I think I was scarred as, a, as, as an adolescent. <laughs> in my, you know, there's too many pictures of my pants to my neck and my socks to my knees. That I need to rebel against that, and I have to wear my pants low. Uh, the um, uh, some some funny funny memories. Always arguing with my mother, and then cuffing the pants at the bottom. Yeah, I do that now. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> always, always fighting. You know, I wanted them cuffed, and but the pants they would basically be like pipe, like straight. Yeah. So there was so much extra material. Like my legs were never really that big. Um, I carry all my weight really around the middle. Okay. Um, so the, the pant legs would be like ridiculous and, uh, you have to get them altered. Um, or my mother rest in peace, you know, she was the seamstress. So she would, she would take care of that stuff. My uh, my grandmother was but, a seamstress. She, uh, yeah. she had the sewing machine. Yeah. And like I would, it worked both ways. Like, you know, when I was heavier, I was heavy most of my life and I bought like a giant's Jersey and it was like a four X and it still didn't fit. So I went and I had another one that went out from like years ago and I made her like she gussy made gussies in it and like opened it up and like put like a, a material in the middle and like That's so, awesome. Yeah, so it was like I the jersey actually fit and you couldn't really tell but it was like it was like I I kill him doing this. I'm opening the jersey up and that's the only way it's gonna fit is if my grandmother adds material to this thing. You gotta do what you gotta do. But yeah, yeah, exactly. But I carry most, I carry my weight everywhere. I have big legs. And even when I lost, like I lost about 150 pounds when I was 23 to 25 and my legs and my lower half was still big. Like I carry a lot of weight in my, by my legs and, yeah. uh, not, a, I have short arms and, you know, short legs, but all the weight and the weight in the middle and everywhere, you know, I'm all over. I'm very evenly proportioned, which, uh, I don't know if it was better or worse to be honest. <laughs> I was. I think one of the side by side, one of the ones that I think you posted for this, you could see that my middle is, you know, there was. I mean, I still have rolls, just you know, I'm not perfectly thin, but yeah, uh, just Michelin Man completely, or actually the the Ghostbuster uh, was it Marshmallow? <laughs> what was his name? That's, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much pretty much what I look like around the middle, uh, for sure. And that's and that's with like five or six X shirts. You know, they were. Oh, becoming I, snug at the time, and uh, that's scary because then even at the big and tall shop, they're harder to get bigger sizes. Yeah, they didn't. Um, they really didn't have, you know, uh, they have like up to a certain amount. But like, I was getting to the point too where like six X's were getting tight, and I was buying seven X's, but they didn't always have seven X. Yep. And I was at the point where the seven X's were getting uh, too close for comfort as well. You know, and I'm like, I don't want to be an eight X. Like I gotta, I gotta, you know, it's like, I, I can't, I can't do this. I, I, I can't. And like, but I didn't have a choice. And like, I see my, I, I didn't think the shirts were that tight. Like when I was wearing them and I see old pictures of myself, I'm like, you want to like that? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you didn't say anything to me. No one yeah. said anything to me. Like, seriously, <laughs> like, but, um, so yeah, it, it's just like, it's, it's crazy. It's, um, it's always a weird thing where, like, you know, 
you see pictures of yourself back then and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is what I look like. You know, and I see you do it now, like with your face to faces and your, and your transformation Tuesdays is that did you, you got started on Instagram, like as you were losing or when you first started, like what made you get into that and really start doing the face to faces and, and the transformation pictures? Um, it started kind of after, after Weight Watchers, you know, I got active in connect and a lot of people, they were posting, you know, Oh, follow me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like to cook and bake and stuff. So like me there too. was recipes and then it just kind of grew from there. Like, Oh, I'll just post the pictures here. And, um, once I started to get successful, then it, it became a motivation for me to help others and let them see, because you look at, you know, I was 400 pounds. When you look at 400 pound person, it's like, wow, you know, that's me and maybe I can lose it. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of had like an epiphany after I hit the 200 that I, I have to stop saying that I lost 200 pounds. And the better way to really look at it is I lost one pound 200 times. Um, this way it's a small manageable goal. And if someone's thinking about it and looking at it that way, it's much easier to say, hey, I accomplished 10 pounds, you know, one pound, 10 times doing one pound, 200 times, that's, you know, 200 weeks, you know, what's four years, you know, you're gaining a lifetime, really, you're yeah. gaining a life by losing that weight. I, it just kind of clicked. And I was like, you know what, that's probably gonna have to be my catchphrase now. So if you're listening, don't bother registering. And I already did. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. I mean, you gotta have stuff that, you know, you cling on to like me, for me, I, I always say, keep moving forward. And that's important to me because I never did that in the past. Like I always would dwell on everything that I wasn't doing or everything that I could have been doing or I messed up on. And, you know, I I finally realized like I I can't change that. I I can't change what happened yesterday. I can only change what I can do tomorrow. So to me, a, a big thing was like, just keep moving forward, keep moving forward. You know, just don't let, don't worry about the next day because uh, for me, I, I don't know if like if you ever did this before when you, when you when you did a weight loss journey or you tried to lose weight. I got easily discouraged as soon as I wasn't going my way. I was like, oh, but I lost last time. I lost so much weight, and I can't do it now. Did you ever have that like where it was like uh, maybe it wasn't going great, and you're gonna throw in the towel? Absolutely. Um, and uh, in fact, in 2019, um, my wife and I both kind of fell off the wagon for mm-hmm. a few months. And the only thing that brought us back, probably the best thing that happened was that Weight Watchers released those three color plans and we decided to go to a workshop in person. We were online only up until that point. And, you know, just to hear the spiel a little bit more. And um, we met a great group of people up in Paul in New York and uh, workshop Terry, our leader, she's probably not watching, but just in case, shout out to her. Um, she was so welcoming and the group was so open. I, I mean, I had already lost, you know, whatever, 150 pounds. So, yeah. you know, they were excited to know someone um, that lost that much. It was, it's a very small group. Yeah. And um, it brought us back in and we actually switched to meetings and uh, to workshops and we were going to workshops and that got us going again. Um, but the other time I can think of is that, that story Uniqlo Uniglo, whatever it is, opened up in the in the mall by us, and I had lost a hundred pounds, and I'm like, oh, I'm fitting in two and three X's, awesome, and it's uh, I think it's a Korean brand or something. Yeah. So I go into the store and I grab the three X and I put it on, and I could it would only come like this, <laughs> like it was whatever like Asian sizing or something. Like that. So I needed like a six X, 
And um, for whatever reason, mentally, I was just like, screw that. And we had we were planning on going to dinner and we went to like Red Robin and I had like a big burger with like onion rings, yeah. and milkshake. And um, yeah, like that week was just terrible. Mentally, it was just like, oh, man, you still you're still really big. You still need, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, it's really easy to find your that little slip up becomes a slide. And the next thing you know, you're you're going down. And, you know, I, I give my wife a lot of credit for putting up with me 100 uh, percent for sure. Um, all the chaos. But uh, now she's sorry because now I get her up at 515 <laughs> to go to the gym. But that's great though. You have you have a uh, accountability partner. Like your your wife is on board with you, and that had to make it easier, right, in the house, especially with meals and, and everything. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, since we're both tracking everything, we, yeah. uh, you know, we don't do as much planning anymore. Um, to be honest with you, we kind of go into the store and, and see what's there. But you know, every so often there'll be like a recipe we want to make that we see. But um, so really, a lot of salads and grilled chicken. To be honest with you, that's why. Joking before, but I really wasn't. There's a lot of eggs, chicken, and salads for sure. Hey, guys, look what works. I mean, if, if it's working for you, great. You know, don't, you know, sometimes you don't want to switch it up too much. But I mean, it's great that you have that. Like, I have that with my best friend, Nick. We, we joined together, and he's my accountability mm-hmm. partner in that. And he's one person I know I can always go to. I'd be, you know, even before I got involved in the Instagram community, and I found so many people on Instagram that I can go to as well. And I think it's a great other tool that we have is social media. I mean, it's it's really brought this world like a little closer and a little smaller, and you don't really feel like you're, you're all alone. Do you get that same feeling from uh, social media? Absolutely. Now, you know, I always joke with my wife. Like, I feel like she has to lie to me whether I'm doing good or not. But I don't know when I'm when I run like a challenge or I post stuff on on social media. You definitely you feel that accountability back, right? Like yeah. I don't want to disappoint the people that are following me because they might be looking at me for the inspiration or the motivation to keep going. And if, you know, if I'm crumbling, I know there's a lot of eyes watching or maybe yeah. not a lot, but there's a few eyes watching. Oh, and, a lot of eyes watching. You know, no, so, um, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want to fail for them. You know, I don't want to start a chain reaction for anybody else. No, absolutely. I mean, I feel that way too. Like, you know, especially with the podcast and, and being so public as I am with it, I, I do feel the eyes on me. And it does help me keep account. That's one of the reasons why I started the podcast, because it, it, it does keep me uh, accountable. Like, I got to come on here each week, and I got to tell, tell everybody what I did. Like, it's some weeks I don't want to do that. I don't want to tell you I gained weight. I don't want to tell everybody. You know, I don't want to say what I did. I give you a lot of credit because there's a lot of people you can always tell in the workshop when all of a sudden they're very quiet, like they're like this all the time. And then, you know, yeah. they had a bad week because they, you know, three words will come out and that's it during the workshop. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's they're very chatty. And then how'd you do this week? And it's like that on the Zoom meetings, too. Yeah. It's like you see, like, all of a sudden it's like. How'd you do this week? It's like, Everybody tell me what you're happy about this week. <laughs> and it's like it's nothing. nothing it's like nothing yep. um absolutely we had like that one this week was like that unfortunately for our group it was uh it was a rough week i think for a lot of people oh yeah uh i, I don't know why but it just seemed i don't know uh, there was a lot of people unhappy this week so I, I hope that they're turning it around maybe a few of them are listening but um we're actually going to have a, a little socially distant get together over the weekend oh nice uh, nice coming up just to to see people, wave to them. Maybe we'll go for a walk or something. How, but how have you been through all this? How have you been uh, handling things? 
I got to be honest with you, I, I'm lucky. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I work from home normally. Yeah. So my job hasn't changed much. Um, the biggest impact has been usually after work, I like to get out of here, go do something. Um, that's been the biggest point. But since the gyms were closed, we've been just going out and, and running, you know, or jogging, walking, hiking, yeah. doing that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, other than all three people working here in the house full time, um, making it a little bit crazy on uh, different, different rooms. It sounds like a, in a call center here sometimes, but, um, other than that, I, I think it's been really, really good. You know, we've connected better and, um, cooking more meals home Yeah, and just in general, just, you know, doing what you can. And, um, you know, this week we got the excitement of planet fitness opening back up, uh, in Danbury, Connecticut. And is that um, where you're closer to Connecticut than New York? Are yes, you in Connecticut so, or are you in New York? No, I'm in New York, uh, um, Brewster, New York. Okay. So I'm close. I'm close to the uh, Connecticut border. We're right oh, off wow. 84. So we just buzz and get over into uh, into Connecticut, and they open this week. Uh, our closer gym, well, uh, well, I'm dropping a lot of names. Make sure you get some money out of them. <laughs> but World Gym is closer, but unfortunately in New York, they're still uh, I think two weeks away from yeah, opening. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I just heard actually. They said gyms here are going to be opening July 8th, which is our phase four. So okay. um, a light at the end of the tunnel. It's two weeks away. I mean, we start phase three here on Wednesday. So I, two weeks from Wednesday, I'm back in the gym. And awesome. it, it was it was good news. It's funny. Dan, uh, Dan Barry, Connecticut. My, my buddy Dan Barry was on the show a couple of weeks ago. He, he's a wrestler. He's built from Dan Barry, Connecticut. His name is Dan uh. Barry. Yeah, so... It's funny when you say Danbury, uh, Connecticut. I always, I always think of that because uh, that's where he's built from well, when I go see him wrestle. Um, so it seems like, you know, you guys really, through the pandemic, you guys were, were, were killing it. You guys were staying on track. You guys were being each other's accountability partner. And that's, I think, what we're going to see out of this, this pandemic. It's, it's the couples that actually got closer and the couples that still wanted to they really kill each other. But that's great that you're coming out of this down. And it sounds like you have a real good plan for keeping the weight off. Like, what's like the plan now? Like, is is there? Do you have a goal that you set with your doctor? That like, because WW can actually get like you know to. Uh, they give a doctor's note. They'll give you that. Have you hit that yet, or have you gotten to that? Yeah, I, I have. I have hit that now. Um, the the BMI thing still annoys me, so yeah. I might try to get down a little bit lower. <laughs> but I, w- without surgical intervention i don't think i could ever see yeah. below 180 um i would be skin and bones everywhere else um I, i'm happy with you know the toning that um you know i started and then of course we lost uh, lost gyms but it felt really good to get back in there this week so I, i'd be happy um unofficially it's 205 so i am under that and um really i'd love to be under 200 for the rest of my life if, yeah. if at all possible um and I could be happy with that. Well, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't need to be a GQ model or anything like that. Do you have plans for the skin removal surgery? I always ask people that lost a lot of weight just because everybody's different with their answer. So because I had abdominal surgery already, my anatomy is all screwy down there. So I do not plan on getting okay. any, unless it becomes medically necessary, yeah. you know, that something happens, but um, no, I don't think I want to put myself through any more surgery. I, I know for me, I want it. I want, you know, I want to, I want to just get this melted candleness off me yeah. and I'm going like, to, if my insurance doesn't cover it, I'm just not going to shower for like a week and get like disgusting sores and everything. Like, listen, yeah, this, green, yeah, 
like angry. Yeah, I'm like, what's happening? What's happening? I need this off me. Like, you gotta help me out. Like, and then I'll I'll shower before I go in. But but <laughs> I gotta have a find a way to get off it. I I can't. I I know I want it. Like I I just for myself. Um, I'll probably feel differently once I have one of them. I'll be like, nah, I'm good. But yeah, I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I had you went through all that surgery already. Yeah. And the thought, uh, the thought of it again must be like, ah, no, thank you. No, yeah, I, obviously it would be different, different scenario. You know, my yeah. my second surgery was was completely different. I was lighter, my recovery mm-hmm. was much better. You know, obviously, and it wasn't an emergent situation. So, uh, but yeah, I'm not in any rush to get cut up, even if it is for the for the better. Uh, it's gonna have to hang for a little while, literally. All right, I I don't blame you. Just um. And one thing I noticed about you, so I have a question about, uh, so, you're a Yankees fan. Why I am. The Steelers. Why, why Steelers? I, I, I really don't have an answer for you <laughs> other than, you know, when I was a kid, they were really good, and uh, right. I don't know, I guess I guess I was bandwagoning at that point, and it never left me since then. So. I'm a Giants I, fan. That's why, I, you know, I'm suffering Giants sure, fan. Sure, sure. Well, my wife and son, they're Jeff fans, so. Oh, Okay. Uh, I mean, if they're even a football team, I don't know. I don't know if they count. I don't know what counts anymore. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, you know what? The Giants and the Steelers, though, they're they're kind of very similar. the The families are connected, yeah. you know, because the Roonies and the the, the kids married, mm-hmm. and two of their daughters are actresses. So I mean, it's kind of cool that like the the they, they call it the Rooney Marable whenever they play. Yeah. It's the, uh, you know, after the actress Rooney Mara, who is, I just right. actually saw her on the social network and she was in that dragon tattoo movie. I, I never, I didn't see right. that, but it's kind of weird to think like her, her grandfather is on two of the best football franchises in the NFL. That's, uh, I guess you could say lucky, I guess, lucky, in a way. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, they probably wouldn't care. Lucky, yeah. They probably hate every, oh, I gotta go to the games again. Uh, I was, you know, it's always funny because people, there are a lot of out of town Steeler fans. That's that's a that's one of the franchises that if you you people like no matter where they live. I feel it's like the Cowboys, the Niners, um, the Steelers are one of those teams, the Bears. And for some reason the Vikings. There's a lot of Vikings fans on Long Island. I don't get it. That's that's a weird one, but we, we did yeah. go to see the the uh, Steelers were here at uh you know, MetLife a few years ago playing the Jets, and there was more Steelers fans than Jets fans. Oh, there. absolutely! Like, there, was, there was a lot of yellow, a lot of yellow in that. I definitely would, would think that it's 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 a, it's a little bit crazy, you know, to, to think that the, the Jets were outside the Steelers no matter. Anyways, I know a buddy of mine is a comedian, comedian Matt Light. He's he's a big he's from Pittsburgh. He's a big Steelers fan, and a lot of his stuff that he does like on the street is like Steelers stuff, and it's it's absolutely hilarious. Um, you got to check right. him out. Cause he'll do like, he does like, yeah, Matt Light, he does like tailgates, like he'll go to Cleveland and tailgate and just annoy Browns fans. So I, I even find it funny. It's, 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 he's really a funny guy. Uh, John, before we wrap it up here, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram or any other place? Sure. Um, on Instagram, it's see yourself fit. S E E Y O U R S E L F F I T. Or if you are on Weight Watchers and connect, it's, BGJN214 and that's actually Big John <laughs> but uh, I took out uh, took out some letters so it wouldn't be so obvious. All right. De- definitely go follow go follow John on Instagram see yourself fit. Uh, it's amazing. 201.3 pounds down. It's uh, taken from someone who's lost 200 pounds. It's the hardest thing in the world to do. I mean, even t- to lose any amount of weight it, it's it's incredibly hard and to 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 be on it for 3 years and to really um 
stay with it and stay focused. And even when you had slip ups, that that's real dedication. And, uh, it's a great accomplishment. And I, you know, it's, thank you. It's congratulations, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome to have somebody else in the 200 pound club. Is there a 250 charm or 225? Like I, I didn't, I'm not sure if there is any beyond 200. There is a 200 charm and that's where it ends. That is it. Okay. They told me at, and they had especially order mine. Mine, yeah, mine too. She she ordered it when I hit one seventy five. Me uh, too. Like they they back. had it they had it waiting and like every way and they'd be like, <laughs> like everybody would be like waiting to to get like, and the way and I got it I didn't expect to to get it because I had to lose, I, I had to lose five point two pounds. Right. It was right before Thanksgiving and I lost five point. I hit right on the dot. I hit two hundred pounds on the dot, two hundred even, and I, it was like. My friend Nick came to take the video. And I'm like, don't take a video. I'm like, I'm like I said to lose five freaking pounds tonight. I'm like, it's not going to happen. And it happened. So yeah, you got it. Yeah. So uh, congratulations, man. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on the podcast. Thank you for the inspiration. Uh, I, I, I really, oh, no problem, man. I really appreciate you coming on. And once again, follow. Follow John at See Yourself Fit. Everybody, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning into the WW Bro Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony DiDomenico. As always, follow the podcast at www.bropodcast.podbean.com and follow us on iTunes. Please, five-star rate and review. I love reading those reviews. I'll share them on social media with you guys. Uh, we are played in and out by Hollow in their single, Something to Believe. My best friend Nick wrote this song. That's right. You can download it on iTunes as well. Also, check out his new band, Demon Scar. They're back in the studio. They've been putting out material this whole time. Check them out. You can see the, it's the other way around if you're watching on live right here. Demonscar.bandcamp.com. Also, download them on iTunes as well. Only one place to go for your deli needs. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Check them out, Finn'sDeli.com. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug on the show. Get yourself an Uncle Cheese. Comedy's back, guys. I am back doing stand-up comedy for the first time since the pandemic happened. It's going to be Sunday, July 12th, 6.30 p.m. at Effin Beauty in Belmore, New York. Check out my website or my Instagram page for details, or you can go right to Effin Beauty's page and, and give them a call and get some tickets. It's going to be a blast. But you, I'll have the information up at anthonydlive.com this week. Once again... Bonus episode of the WWO podcast is dropping Wednesday. To become a member, go to www.patreon.com slash podcast. Guys, thank you guys so much for joining in tonight. I, I really appreciate it. I, I absolutely appreciate it. Actually, Lisa's saying something here. Lionel Lisa, who was on a couple weeks ago, when you guys hit higher than 200 down, She's going to make us the charms. Thank you so much. I, I need I need those charms. Once again, everybody, thank you guys so much for joining in. Thank you, John, for joining us on the show. I talk to you guys next week. Have a good one.